Think Humanities, a podcast for people who love history, philosophy, culture, literature, civic dialogue, and the arts. Think Humanities from Kentucky Humanities, where we have been telling Kentucky's stories for 47 years. Here's your host, Bill Goodman. Today on the podcast, the 2019 Kentucky Book Festival with my guests, Special Events Director Julie Clear and Kentucky Book Festival Director Sarah Volpe, both of Kentucky Humanities. Festival week begins on November 10th. Stay tuned for the next few minutes to learn about special events, authors in attendance, and even a chance to win a book or two. So, Julie, Good morning, festival, <laughs> fair, fest, what, what, what's going on here? The answer is all of the above. Actually, we started off as a book fair with our fine friends out of Frankfurt. Um, say that fast three times. Um, we did start as a book fair, and when we expanded uh, last year to a couple of days, uh, we've now gone to a full week's worth of festival activities. And I know Sarah's going to talk uh, more about that, but we start on November the 10th with a family-oriented event called the Kentucky Book Festival Kickoff, and we end with the 38th annual Kentucky Book Fair on November the 16th. Lots of activities in between all of that. Uh, but yeah, it's a festival. Let's call it a festival. Sarah, um, we do start on November the 10th, but there are some things that are going on before that. Tell us about uh, some of the things that are coming up first. So first, in October, we're doing a preview party at the Paul Sawyer Library in Frankfurt. And we've never done a preview party before, so it's pretty exciting to be able to come out and hear about some of the authors that are going to be attending the book fair, get some more information about them, see a book live and in person um, from author Liz Swanson, who teaches at the University of Kentucky. She's written a fascinating children's book, and she's going to talk about the process behind getting that published and... um, the book actually folds out. It's like 20 feet long when she folds it out. Um, and you'll have to just come and see it in person if you want to know more about that. We'll talk about our first ever literary award, the Carl West Award. Um, and, and Bill, if you want to talk more about that, you can. I know Carl West founded the book fair uh, 39 years ago, technically. Um, and so we're doing this award to honor him and his legacy. And Uh, to honor people in Kentucky, an individual in Kentucky, or um, I guess the surrounding area who has done a lot to really get uh, literature and a love of literature and and reading out into the the world. Um, And I'm not going to tell you who we're awarding it to yet. Should I? Should I? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's say it on three. (laughs) One, two, three. Wendell Wendell Berry. (laughs) Yes. Wendell Berry is our first uh, Carl West Literary Award uh, winner um, to be awarded that uh, in the event that Sarah spelled out. And for those, uh, and there are many, I'm sure, that don't know Carl or, or didn't know him in Frankfurt. He was the longtime uh, editor of the Frankfurt State Journal. Uh, not only did he cover uh, politics and put out a fine newspaper for many, many years, he was uh, involved in the book fair. And he uh, did that uh, by going uh, to, when he worked in Washington, he went to the National Book Festival and he got the idea when he came back to Kentucky of, of starting a book fair. And if you want to know a lot more about that, uh, there's a, a really interesting podcast with the volunteers. Uh, four of um, uh, volunteers from the Frankfurt Book Fair uh, that are still helping us, and, and we appreciate that so much. But they talk a lot about Carl in the early days and 
authors that came in and, and how much fun it was. So that really starts on October the 24th. Mm-hmm, right. And uh, Wendell Berry will be in attendance uh, to accept uh, the first Carl mm-hmm. West Literary Award. And on that evening, his, his wife will be in Mississippi celebrating her first book, um, which is published by the University Press of Kentucky and is a collection of her photographs uh, from a hog killing in 1979. And so the book is accompanied by an essay from Wendell Berry and then her grandson-in-law, I believe, yeah, uh, I think, edited the book. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so Ben Aguilar. Ben Aguilar, yeah. So he, we, we like to kind of find these connections and then make events around them. Uh, so since Tanya is publishing her first book, we invited her to speak at the book fair on November 16th at Altec Arena with Ben, and she'll also talk with um, a representative from the Snowy Owl Foundation, Nana Lampton. Um, they're good friends, so it should be a fun conversation. But even before that, we asked Tanya if she would be willing to kind of um, farm out some of her photos, puns intended, to let us show a gallery exhibit at the um, Pam Miller Art Center downtown Lexington. So we are going to get, I think, 16, and we've, we've already received those photos, 16 20 by 30 photos um, from the book, and we're going to get into the gallery business this year. We've never done that before, we are. Julie. <laughs> we absolutely are. And that's going to take place October the 29th mm-hmm. through the, the okay. 9th of November. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, And that will be... Um, uh, in the meeting room at the Pam Miller, as Sarah was saying. And what's n- so nice about that is so many things happen at the Pam Miller through Gallery Hop and other exhibits that are there. And it just seemed perfect, kind of a berry experience to start it on the 24th of October, carried over uh, it for this particular event in the gallery. And then we later see Tanya again at the book fair right. and at a special screening called Look and See at right. the Kentucky Theater. So it feels like all things Barry, but in a, but there's no better group of people, the Barry Center included, and all of the people that make that happen um, at this time of year than, than to have them involved. So we're right. very excited about that. Talk about uh, the process of getting the photographs uh, from the book or from the stills that been uh, had uh, to what what uh, have you seen one uh, blown up yet oh, yeah uh, we have for display mm-hmm. yeah yeah we've looked at all 16 and and I think what's interesting about the the title is for the hog killing 1979 it really is a beautiful collection of black and white mm-hmm. photography so uh, it's so tastefully done but it's also so emph- it emphasizes so much that what the berries are all about, which is the agrarian life and how in their hometown, in Henry County, this is what life was all about. So it's really, uh, it's a fascinating look. It's something that's a tradition that is part of um, not only their life, but several people across across the Commonwealth and throughout mm-hmm. the world who, who depend on this type of a a living yeah, it's to a, eat off of, if you will, so to speak. Yeah, so yeah. It's a jump back in time, you know, because it it's really 1979, is. so all the clothes are, you know, actually, uh, they're kind of a... Retro. They're retro, retro, but <laughs> you can you can see how the time-tested <laughs> styles have just kind of stuck around. Absolutely. But yeah, they're fun photos of the uh, family eating together. So uh, it's kind of... I think we'll be able to hang the photos in such a way that you see a true timeline from start to finish. And um, yeah, it's it's really fascinating to well, see. Well, you'd be surprised, uh, or maybe you wouldn't, uh, of the number of people who've said to me uh, that 
they participated in hog killings. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was a it was a fall ritual, and uh, so people went through it and saw it and remember it, and maybe haven't thought about it for a while. But uh, this yeah. gives them a, an opportunity. So. Well, and not to name drop, but I was just in a meeting with Weta Michael, and she was fascinated. And Weta Michael is? Oh, great. Yeah. One of the greatest chefs around these parts um, Mm -hmm. with eight different restaurants. And and Weta said, I'd love to see it because it is such a familial type Mm -hmm. of experience. And through these photographs, everyone will be able to see that. Yeah. Uh, So I think it's going to be fascinating. And I don't believe anything like this has been presented at the Pam Miller. So um, we're, we're thrilled to be there. Yeah. And what are those dates again? Uh, That's October 29th to November 9th. And so the Pam Miller is, it's an open exhibit. It's free. You can, you can just kind of waltz in and out. But uh, the hours, we've listed them on our website, kyhumanities.org. But you can also just, you can Google it and it'll, it'll show up. The hours kind of vary. Um, but I believe they open at noon during the week. So, um, so if you want to see it three or four times, certainly go do that. And that leads us uh, into what next event, please? I think the, so we've talked a bit about the kickoff on November 10th. I can tell you a little bit more about that because it's pretty exciting as well. We'll have eight authors that are either going to be at the book fair or have been involved in some way, whether, whether with our school days program or some other program. They're going to be at the at Arts Place um, from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. on November 10th. That's a Sunday. And it's kind of just a free-for-all uh, with young adult authors, middle grade authors, and then authors of children's picture books where you can interact with authors, ask them how their book you know, was born, um, learn about illustration, learn about publication, and interact with these people who, you know, they're off living their own lives most of the time. And we, we invite them in to tell people more about how their books are published and um, get people excited about reading and writing. So the Newport Aquarium's uh, WAVE outreach program, WAVE on Wheels, will be there as well. And we're hoping to see some uh, some penguins and some baby sharks. Um, we're taking the arts place boardroom and kind of turning it into a mini aquarium um, for people (laughs) so that should be fun and then on the so on the first floor and the third floor we'll have activities all day we'll have a panel discussion about um, how you can write if you want to write you should start writing what you know if you like superheroes or stranger things or um, music or pop culture then that's a great place to start and we've got a lot of authors who can prove that that is a viable way to to get into the the book industry such as Gwenda Bond who's written a, a Stranger Things novel um, and it's it's fascinating and she lives right here in Lexington so and that's November 10th mm-hmm. uh, from 1 to 4 at Arts Place uh, in Lexington uh, uh, 161 North Mill Street is the address and uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Arts Place and uh, Julie that uh, that's on a Sunday and then we're not doing anything on Monday at this point and then uh, uh, we go into Tuesday. Once you talk about the literary luncheon, we'll talk about the authors, and you talk Absolutely. about putting together a, an event like this. <laughs> well, the literary luncheon uh, is always fun because it's a uh, afternoon, literally two hours, of sitting down with some of the most prolific Kentucky writers, those folks who we all hear about, uh, but maybe don't ever have a chance to talk to 
in person and also to hear them in conversation. So that's gonna be on Tuesday, November the 12th. It's at Arts Place as well. We love Arts Place. They've been very, very supportive. That's um, going to be a ticketed event. So we hope that you'll go to kyhumanities.org to find out how you can get tickets. There is limited seating, I will say that. So the sooner the better on the literary luncheon. Um, But we're going to be entertained and uh, listen in conversation to Gurney Norman, Bobby Ann Mason, Ed McClanahan, Mary Ann Taylor Hall, and they'll all be in conversation with Crystal Wilkinson. Mm-hmm. So it will be a hootenanny type of thing, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, but what I think is was most intriguing about it is you can have lunch and sit down with your friends and enjoy something as simple as a meal, but then experience the entertainment and the interest of how the all of these authors came to be who they are and what they do. So right. that's on Tuesday, the literary luncheon. Yeah, it'll be a lively affair. And so. then, uh, Sarah, why don't you take us to Wednesday then and the sure. uh, the documentary? Yeah, so I guess we're circling back to the, the Barry experience kind of. Uh, so the Look and See documentary, the, the full name is Look and See, A Portrait of Wendell Barry. And um, at some point in the summer, I'm not even sure when we started to hatch this out, but we thought, let's try to show the documentary somewhere in Lexington. And of course... The Kentucky Theater seemed like the most appropriate place. Um, it, it was shown there, I believe, in 2016 when it debuted. And not only are we going to show it at the Kentucky Theater um, on that Wednesday evening as, as a free screening, which will start at about 7.15, if you show up at about 6.30, we are flying in the director, Laura Dunn, and she will speak with Tanya Berry on stage about this documentary. Um, Tanya has been... Wendell Berry's editor, first reader, um, and collaborator since day one. And so it's really fun to see in this documentary how they work together. Um, and I think Tanya said something about how the documentary, or Laura said something about how the documentary is a lot, it, it kind of leans more towards showing a lot about how Tanya has, has kind of helped get this literature out into the world, which is pretty cool. Um, so Tanya and Laura will be in conversation on stage at 6.30 and Laura has promised to show some uh, never-before-seen footage and interviews of Tanya, so that will be very fun. Um, and you can RSVP for that on the website, but if you decide very you know, last minute you want to go, we'll certainly have seats available, so bring your friends. And then uh, let's go to Thursday, uh, Julie, and a, and a couple of things that uh, you've, we've all been working on with uh, Cocktails and Conversation. This probably is the most interesting event we have because Mm -hmm. of the complexity of the book, but also um, we get a chance to meet someone, um, Jessica Heinemann, who is a professor at NKU. She'll be in conversation with KET's Renee Shaw for a very interesting look at a somewhat fake it till you make it musician's journey. And that's all I'm going to say about it. (laughs) It it defies explanation in some regards, but um, The story is really a memoir of Jessica traveling as a young musician um, through her journey at Columbia University and the ups and downs of that. But there's really there's really kind of a a cool aspect of this. And and I'm going to say fake it till you make it again. But in fact, um, she really did fake play the violin in order to make enough money to put herself through school. Mm -hmm. And it really is, the memoir itself, the way it's written, 
Uh, the back and forth in the memoir style is really intriguing. Mm -hmm. um, she is a phenomenal speaker, and of course, you can never go wrong with Renee Shaw. Uh, but that's going to be at the Main on Main, which is on the 15th floor of the Chase Tower in downtown Lexington. That's from 5 to 7 on um, Thursday, November the 14th. Again, that's a ticketed event because we do serve um, wine and a uh, special signature drink for the cocktail. evening, a signature cocktail, if you will, um, along with sodas and the like, but uh, and appetizers galore. The folks at Main on Main are terrific uh, and you won't go away hungry, that's for sure. Yeah. So uh, see our website again at kyhumanities.org for more information about that. Mm -hmm. And that leads right into, uh, they can leave cocktails in conversation, uh, Sarah, and go to books and Brews trivia that evening too. Right, yeah. So we did this last year at West Sixth, and it was really fun. Uh, the if you were a, a book nerd or a reader at all, um, I would suggest coming out because the questions are broad enough that you don't have to have read, you know, every Harry Potter book or all the Lord of the Rings books to come out and know some of the answers to these questions. So I think we had about 75 people there last year and um, we, you can, you know, get a team together and, and bring your friends and family and come out and play um, at West 6th. And it, I think it lasted, what, about an hour last year. So um, that's, that's obviously free. Come and go as you please. But obviously if you come, we hope you stay for the whole time and actually try to win the the trivia game. Absolutely. And yeah. a shout out to the runners clubs that are at West Six. We know your readers. So runners are readers. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you guys show up for sure because mm -hmm. it is it is a lot of fun. So yeah. So uh, that's Thursday evening, and uh, that starts at 7 and lasts till 3 or 4 in the morning, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I don't know. Uh, but, but a couple of hours, I guess. At most, uh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then uh, on Friday morning, again, with our partner, Commerce Lexington, uh, the Spotlight Breakfast uh, will be held uh, this year at the Grand Reserve. Uh, that starts at 8 a.m., and uh, the Grand Reserve uh, is on Manchester down in the new distillery district. And... Uh, Sarah, you've been principally uh, the one who have put uh, these folks together, and who says you can't have or learn about bourbon at 8 a.m. in the morning? Sure, right. Well, you can. You don't have to drink it either. I think we're we we're featuring recipes that have bourbon included, but you know the alcohol cooks out, right? So, uh, totally safe to come before breakfast. So we have uh, Blair Thomas Hess. Uh, Linda Rufinock and Brian Hara in conversation with Gaithan Borden. Gaithan is at Visit Lex. And so these authors all write about bourbon. They travel to drink it. They travel to teach other people about drinking it. They talk about its cultural and historical significance in Kentucky and beyond. And they're all kind of aficionados um, in really one way or another when it comes to not only bourbon, but I'd say its impact on Kentucky. And um, it's really interesting to hear them talk about uh, their work. Brian is a, a lawyer. Um, Linda has, she does special events with bourbon. She travels, uh, and whiskey. So she started a club called Whiskey Chicks and she travels all over the, all over the place and, um, you know, tells women that it's okay for you to enjoy a strong spirit as well. And she teaches them what to pair it with and, um, how to, how to enjoy, um, bourbon and whiskey. And then Blair Thomas Hess writes books with her friend Cameron Ludwig about, I think they've written seven or eight books in the series, um. And it's all about exploring Kentucky and getting to know Kentucky and, and seeing that there's so much in this in this state, you, you know, you can see that you don't really have to, 
you don't have to travel for vacation. You can travel in Kentucky and learn a lot about where you live. Um, and so it's really fascinating. And she and Cameron published a book about bourbon, I think, in 2018. So she'll talk about that. And that's on Friday morning. And then um, I guess we should mention and talk about uh, very briefly school days, which is not really, um, it's not a public event. Well, I hesitate there because it certainly isn't public and it has to do with school children. But I was going to say it's not something that the average member of the public would observe unless you're in a school system or uh, a volunteer to go with one of our authors. so very briefly, Sarah, just just give us an overview of, of school days and how that has uh, changed from what we were doing uh, before. So in the past, the book fair was two days, Friday and Saturday. And Friday entailed busing students in from all over Kentucky to meet authors. Um, and there was a master class last year. It was held at All Tech Arena, master class for young adults uh, and teenagers to learn from an author. And then um, in the past, the children's authors had been invited to sell books on Friday and, and kids were supposed to come and meet them. But um, due to many, many factors, the least of which was just travel is very difficult for students and um, buses are expensive. So we kind of um, put our heads together to come up with a different sort of program to reach kids. And that's where School Days came about, School Days and Masterclass. Um, so now, School Days, uh, we send authors out on the road all across Kentucky to speak to students. And School Days is mostly elementary and, and some middle school students. And we send authors that live and work in Kentucky to different regions. They meet with up to 150 kids at a time, and they talk to them about the importance of reading and writing, um, how you can make a career out of it. Um, some of the authors, like Amanda Driscoll, literally you know, go through the publication process and show how their characters developed in the illustration, and, and then they sign a book for every single kid. And so we work really hard to raise the money to uh, buy books for every child that gets to meet an author. I believe this year we'll give out something something around 2,000 books. Um, it might be more than that. because Yeah, so the Raymond B. Preston Foundation, the Elsa Heisel Sewell Foundation, and the Kentucky Colonels. Um, am I missing any sponsors? The Raymond Preston Foundation? I yeah. mentioned Did you say Raymond Preston? Yeah, they've all supported this initiative. And so um, that helps us pay for the, the travel costs and all kinds of stuff uh, for these authors to go out and meet hundreds of kids. Each author speaks to about 300 kids total, um, unless you're Amanda Driscoll, and we've really put her to work this year. <laughs> She's talking to a lot of kids um, in, in Western Kentucky. And then again, for um, during the week of the book uh, festival. Well, so, it's a it's a great event, and I yeah. was uh, fortunate to to be able to attend Amanda uh, Driscoll's appearance in uh, Henderson. Mm, yeah. Uh, thanks to the Raymond Preston Foundation, and uh, she was just phenomenal. And the kids, first and second graders, you would think that they, maybe I would uh, think uh, incorrectly that a first and second grader couldn't sit there for a while and listen intently and ask questions and and shout out uh, answers to the questions that Amanda was uh, asking them. Um, She's a a marvelous illustrator, and she does her own work there. And Mm -hmm. uh, she's just terrific, and the kids reacted. And then she goes into, uh, she does it. I I don't know if each author does it uh, this way or not. Then they go to the classroom of, let's say, 35 or 40. This is, as you said, I think 155 in Henderson. Mm -hmm. And so that was for the week. And then she'll go into a classroom of 35 or 40 
and then individually sign a book to each uh, child. And right. the kids are just delightful uh, when they, their smiles. Uh, there are, as you all know, pockets of maybe not in urban, but in uh, rural Kentucky where there's not a close by library or they right. might get the bookmobile. There's certainly a, not a book shop. And these kids, uh, for the most part, are meeting an, a writer, an author for the first time. So it's it's yeah. a terrific program. And it's just one that we don't get an opportunity to talk that much about. But right. it's, a, it's a great thing that we do. And all the schools do have to apply. Um, and there are very specific guidelines as to, you know, who, who can be awarded a visit. And we do that because, like you're saying, we do want to reach areas that don't have a dedicated bookstore, that don't. Um, that aren't able to arrange author visits. A lot of schools and librarians that don't really they don't really know how to arrange an author visit or that it's even feasible or or how many authors live in Kentucky and work in Kentucky that might be right down the street. Um, and since we know all that, we're happy to help arrange those visits and it's it's fun because some of those kids don't know that you can be an author and they don't know that you can be an illustrator for a living. And of course, my mission in life is to tell everyone you can. Um, you just need to practice and write a lot. Uh, and the other side of that coin is the the masterclass program, which I talked briefly about, but I'll I'll tell you a little yeah. more. Um, masterclass is more for young adults. And this year we have Jarrett Krasowska, Jarrett J. Krasowska, who his most recent book is more for young adults. Uh, it's for 14 to 18-year-olds, and it's called Hey Kiddo. It's a graphic novel about his... Um, he grew up and his mom was an addict and he was raised by his grandparents and it talks about how art and reading kind of brought him out of what might have been uh, kind of shaky and uh, a shaky upbringing and so he's going to talk to um, students in Breathitt County and uh, he will also if, if I can set this up and I hope I can um, talk to some of the younger students because his books are predominantly for younger readers he has a lunch lady series of middle grade books and it's um superhero lunch ladies because he really he had a lunch lady in school that really impacted him and she was very special to him and so after he wrote that series he was able to go back and visit her and kind of tell her you know hey this was yeah. kind of about you and so lunch ladies really love Jarrett um and yeah so he'll he'll send him on the road and then he'll speak as well on the main stage at uh the, the book fair on November 16th so Julie, uh, that uh, takes us to uh, the big day, the book fair uh, at the Alltech Arena from 9 to 4. Uh, we're going to run through this as quickly as we can, but uh, all of this, by the way, is in our book festival catalog and our Kentucky Humanities magazine. There's an insert there. Uh, if you're not on the mailing list, it is uh, free. We'd be glad to mail you one. Uh, you can stop by the office and pick up one, uh, the full schedule of authors and all of that. But uh, starting at um, on Saturday morning, November 16th, on the main stage, uh, uh, Julie, uh, we have a, a, a lot of folks uh, all day long uh, going to be on the University of Kentucky uh, main stage and then the UK Healthcare uh, stage uh, downstairs. So uh, give, us a, give us an overview. I will. And um, let me first say that Alltech Arena at the Kentucky Horse Park is not that far away. So yeah. if you can hear my voice, you can get to the Alltech Arena. It's it's right off of the interstate if you are on the interstate. Um, it is also very close, probably within 15 minutes of downtown Lexington at most with traffic. So please come out and visit us, as Bill said, from 9 to 4 on the 16th. Um, 
we do have two stages, um, and, and we're going to talk about the stages, but I also want to mention that we have over 200 mm-hmm. authors, illustrators, who will be in our author arena, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the stages upstairs would be the UK main stage. And at that point, every uh, hour or so, uh, beginning on the half an hour, we are going to be entertained and listened to people, not only in conversation with others, moderators, uh, but we will also have presentations made by some of our authors. So Sarah, why don't I take main stage and you sure. do south stage? We'll, we'll mm-hmm. cut it up like that. Um, at 9.30 um, on the main stage, we'll have Casey Sepp. Um, she is the author of Furious Hours, Murder, Fraud, and the Last Trial of Harper Lee, which is a fascinating uh, look at um, something that Harper Lee was getting involved with in terms of potentially turning it into a book, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Right. Correct me if yeah. I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Casey is a fascinating young lady. She'll be in conversation with Jessica Hyman that morning. Um, then at 10.30, we'll have Steve Luxemburg. He is the author of Separate, the story of Plessy versus Ferguson and America's Journey from Slavery to Segregation. Um, and he'll be in conversation with Dr. Melinda Price, who is the director of the Gaines Center for the Humanities and the William L. Matthews Jr. Professor of Law at UK. Um, so that'll be another fascinating conversation. Follow that up at 11.30 with Scott Pelley, who is the author of Truth Worth Telling, A Reporter's Search for Meaning in the Stories of Our Times. Now, most of you might know Scott Pelley from, uh, and he'll be in conversation, by the way, with Renee Shaw, mm-hmm. our favorite Renee Shaw. Mm-hmm. Um, but Scott is with CBS News. So many of you have probably seen him on television. Uh, he was with 60 Minutes at one point. He's been on the anchor still desk. Still with 60 Minutes. Still, still with 60 Minutes. Mm-hmm. I, and and he's on the, he was on the anchor mm-hmm. desk. So I think when you know someone from a television broadcast perspective, it's always interesting to know if they can write as good as they sound. Mm-hmm. And Scott Pelley is the guy that can. Well, so, I've read um, uh, some, not all, of Scott's uh, memoir. He's writing it. I mean, I can. It's, it's not ghostwritten or it's not with somebody else. You, you, you know that because of his coverage and uh, what he he was there at 9-11 and all of those things. He, it's it's really first person uh, good writing. I mean, he's, he's a good writer, so you can tell that right away. It'll be interesting. Absolutely. Then we go into the 1230 hour with uh, Tanya Berry, as we mentioned earlier. She'll be talking about For the Hog Killing with Ben Aguilar. At 1.30, uh, we'll have Jared Krasowska, who, mm-hmm. as Sarah just mentioned and gave you his background, he'll be on stage talking about his graphic novel, Hey Kiddo. Uh, and then finally at 2.30, and it's 2.30 until a little bit after 3.15, we'll have Jim Acosta, who again is a newsman that you will probably see on television more often than not, but he wrote a book called The Enemy of the People, A Dangerous Time to Tell the Truth in America. And he'll be in conversation with Linda Blackford, who is with the Lexington Herald Leader. So a lot of very interesting on stage mm-hmm. presentations that day. And again, um, that's on the UK main stage. And now I'm going to let Sarah talk about the UK healthcare south stage. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, so uh, the, the time schedule is the same, but at 9 30 uh, at the south stage, which is downstairs, um, when you walk in from the main um, entrance, you can find elevators if you walk in and go to the right. 
Um, and there's a stairwell as well. It's only it's only plenty of people telling you how to get to the south. And we'll also have plenty of people suggesting the route and uh, whether it's stairs or elevator uh, yeah. it'll be well marked we promise we'll have we'll have bright t-shirts on mm. that you'll be able to buy too because they're going to be awesome this mm. year um so elliot ackerman is going to discuss his memoir places and names on war revolution and returning um and his book is he's written fiction in the past he's been nominated for a national book award um and he was let's see he's been decorated i think three times he was a marine um he's seen you know active combat but um i think the memoir is more about uh kind of learning empathy and and being able to understand perspectives that you you wouldn't have encountered otherwise um you know i think uh, uh, this has taken on some new attention i believe because of what's happening with uh, syria and turkey and mm-hmm. and the uh, the administration's move uh, as we're recording this just uh, over the weekend uh, i know that he will be uh, elliot ackerman will be able to to comment on this because he was he was there with and and part of the the first part of the book is his interaction with uh, uh, an Iraqi that he became uh, friends with, and right. so it, it's I think it's going to be quite uh, current. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll have a panel at ten thirty a.m. And a, a panel just means a discussion with multiple people, so it can be anywhere from four to six people. Um, and there's typically someone we would we would call a moderator who can kind of keep things on track. Um, so in our catalog, it'll say Rebecca Howell is, is uh, moderating this, but she actually is not going to be able to. So Jane Waldrup is our moderator. She's a poet. And then she'll be in discussion with Jessica Wilkerson, Savannah Sipple, and Crystal Wilkinson again. So Savannah Sipple writes poetry. Uh, Jessica Wilkerson is a professor and focuses more on nonfiction. And Crystal Wilkinson is a novelist. So it's kind of talking about... Um, I guess people have been trying to kind of reclaim the word Appalachia over the last couple of years. And these are some women who are definitely doing that in their writing and um, and kind of studying what that word means and what it what it means in the past and what it can mean for future generations. Um, so yeah, that should be a very fascinating discussion. Um, the hardest part, I think, for people is going to be deciding which ones to go to um, on our schedule. Um, after the 10.30 session, we have an 11.30 panel um which this is going to be pretty fun um it's it's a fearless females panel um with authors who write for young adults um and i guess i shouldn't say they write for young adults they write young adult fiction which can be read by all ages um young adult fiction just refers to the age of the main character so if you're 25 and you like to read about 18 year olds then you can read ya books um everyone can learn something from a ya book just as just as well as a children's book. So we've got Jasmine Warga, who's flying in from Chicago. She writes for middle schoolers and young adults. Um, Annie Sullivan, Lauren Mancy, Tracy Banghart, and Sarah Deming. And all of these women have very different backgrounds and are writing um, fantasy and more contemporary. They, they all have very different perspectives, and I think their conversation is going to be really fun. Um, so at 12.30... Speaking of children's books, we have uh, an author I'm very biased towards, Rosemary Wells. I love her books. She writes the Max and Ruby series, um, and she writes and illustrates that series. She's written, I think, something like 75 books over her career, probably more than that. Um, I read her when I was a kid, and my nephew, who's seven, 
reads her now and it's just it's so fun to see um see her books she'll be in conversation with will hillenbrand who's from cincinnati and has also written at least 75 books and they're going to talk about how yeah they're going to talk about how um if you want to build smart citizens uh read with your kids children's books are the first key uh adults too can learn quite a lot from children's books so that should be fun uh, at 1.30, we'll have Abigail Pesta. She has a very long book title, so I'm just going to read this. The Girls, an All-American Town, a Predatory Doctor, and the Untold Story of the Gymnast Who Brought Him Down. And that book is about Larry Nasser. Abigail uh, interviewed 25 women who were affected by Larry Nasser in some way or another or um, unfortunately abused by him. And uh, Abigail's a journalist, and so she's kind of she's doing the work to get the truth out into the world and um, um, share these stories so that this type of thing doesn't happen again. Um, she's going to talk with Dr. Christina Howard, and uh, Dr. Howard's work has a lot to do with ending child abuse, um, and so I think they're going to be able to play well off each other, um, and we're, we're happy to bring that to the stage. And then Adrian Matika is going to speak with Frank X. Walker and Dr. Michael Datcher at 2.30 p.m., and that's going to be a fascinating conversation as well. Um, so Frank X. is a poet. Adrian is the poet laureate of um, Indiana. And then Dr. Datcher is coming in from California, and he has written more fiction. I think he's written poetry too, but um, a lot of their work has to do with justice and, um, again, empathy and and how we can learn from each other. Um, And so that's going to be a a fascinating conversation as well. And all the authors after, before and after uh, these scheduled events will sign their books in the author hall too. So if you can't catch them at a panel, be sure to kind of hang around if you want to get a book signed. Um, You can go to the author hall, get a book signed, and our Joseph Beth, our partner, will be in the author hall um, with, you know, cash registers and everything ready and, and fired up so that you can grab a stack of books and then give them out as Christmas gifts. That's what I always do. <laughs> so let's end up uh, talking about um, what is a book fair? Ah, because um, some of us who are familiar with uh, book festivals and fairs uh, around the country or in Kentucky can sort of give you a definition. It's not an easy one, uh, maybe, to give. But when you say book fair to a lot of people, uh, Julie and Sarah, you you realize that they don't really know what that is, and sure. they've never they've never been. And and I, I promise you, other than uh, a few other um, wonderful days in Kentucky, like the inauguration of a governor or fancy farm, uh, or uh, maybe uh, court days in Mount Sterling. Uh, it would be the Kentucky Book Fair is a place that everyone should come at least one time just to kind of see what it's like. So if you're describing to someone, come out to the book fair and they've never been to a book fair, what, what can they expect? What, what do you want them to experience? Well, um, I know when people hear book fair, especially young kids, they think the Scholastic Book Fair that comes to their library. So one, it's similar to that, but it's also... Um, it's kind of like that on steroids, if you will, because we, uh, for the book fair, authors actually apply to be invited to the book fair. Um, and we do that because there are so many people writing um, that it, it can be hard to, 
we, we don't have the capacity really to invite every author in Kentucky who's written a book to come and sell their book. But we whittle down the list of about 300 applications to 150 to 200 authors. And then those, those people are invited to come sell their book in person. So that's the big difference. It's kind of taking a bookstore and, and taking the people that are writing the books and bringing them in so that you can actually, you don't, you don't pick up a book like when you go to Joseph Beth, you pick up a book. The author's not going to come out from behind a corner and sign it for you in person, although I would love for that to happen. <laughs> um, we invite them and work with them months and months in advance so that they can come on a book tour or they can come, um, often it is on a book tour, which works really well for us, or they can work it into their schedule so that when you walk into the author hall, you have authors that are seated in rows. It's kind of a convention style setup. They're seated in rows. They all have their books, kind of like if you go to an art festival and someone's selling ceramics or paintings. For us, it's just, it's books. So you meet the maker right there in person. You get to ask authors, why'd you write this book? What's your favorite character? Um, and and you can discover a lot of books you would have never stumbled upon. Um, and a lot of books that maybe you've already read, but you just, you hadn't bought it or you want to buy it and give it to a friend or whatever. So um, it's kind of like... Uh, it's almost like being able to try on a pair of shoes before you buy them, right? <laughs> you can you leaf through the book, you talk to the author in person, you get them to sign it for you, and then you you can leave with a smile on your face. So, Julie, what would you add to the that? The only thing I would add is it's it's as great for the authors to meet mm-hmm. the general public, yeah, as it is vice versa. And yeah. um, I use the term "all things bookish in the bluegrass," and that's only because that's where we're located, and right. we're so conveniently located at the Altec Arena. But it really is an awesome experience when you're there to see how much the authors enjoy meeting you, the general public. Right. I mean, they have come and they're giving their time, but boy, they love to talk about themselves, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> and their books and how much you've enjoyed them. Or if you have questions about them, they're willing to stand and talk. And as Sarah said, you don't get that experience in a, in a bookstore and uh, even with a scholastic, a scholastic children's book experience, you don't mm-hmm. you don't get that. So we're offering something very unique, and it's fun. The day is there's a lot of activity. There's food from the concession stands. There's volunteers who are so hospitable and wanting you to have a good time. They'll help you get wherever you need to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and did I mention it's free? <laughs> yeah, which is terrific. The, free the uh, free admission, parking. free parking. A- right. Absolutely, yeah. just come on, and we can't wait to see you there. We hope you come by the car loads. Yeah, and we. Uh, one other thing, I guess, to mention is if you think that it's just nonfiction or it's just um, fiction or it's just poetry, it's everything. We have cookbook authors. We have uh, authors that write for children. We have authors that write for all ages. And of the 200 authors that are coming, about half of them are from Kentucky or writing about Kentucky. So it is truly a, um, a celebration of the bluegrass and um, books about bourbon, books about basketball, books about just about anything, horse racing, um, that you can think that has to do with Kentucky. But we've also got people flying in from California, uh, let's see, South Carolina, DC, New York, D.C., <laughs> all over the place. You wanted to mention the book giveaway, And the too, book right? giveaway. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, right at the very end. So sure. how can people, and now we'll only have, I guess, two or three Saturdays since yeah. uh, when this is going to be posted. So, so tell us very quick, quickly about right. the book. So if you don't follow us on uh, Facebook or Instagram, you should. <laughs> um, it's, at, it's at KY Humanities. So our Facebook page is kind of where we've been posting a lot of um, 
fun schedule snippets and I've been doing a book giveaway every Saturday. And so this past Saturday, um, I'm giving away John Van Willigan's Kentucky Cookbook Heritage. And it's fascinating. It's, um, well, you'll have to get on our Facebook and find out about it. But uh, every week, all you have to do is like the post, like our page and share a friend, share the uh, the giveaway with a friend, uh, just tag them in the comments and you're entered to win the book and we'll ship it to you for free. Um, another way to kind of get excited and get involved, if you feel you know people that you wanna share this event with, you can uh, request a swag pack and I will personally send you uh, a packet with a catalog and bookmarks and stickers and flyers and you tell your book club or your neighbor or whoever you want. Um, and you can get on our website and it's you send an email um, through the, the contact us form on our site. It's on the main page, it's really easy to find, but um, I'm happy to send that out and we appreciate anyone who's spreading the word, so. Julie, Sarah, thanks uh, so much uh, for all the uh, helpful information. Uh, KYHumanities.org, you can click on the book festival page and that gives you all the events. Uh, we'd love to send you or have you come by and pick up a catalog uh, or a magazine, uh, the full schedule's there. Uh, most everything uh, is uh, in either the magazine or the or the catalog, and we just hope to see you. Please come up and say hello to all of us on uh, November the 16th out at the Kentucky Horse Park. Think Humanities is a podcast from Kentucky Humanities, where we have been telling Kentucky's stories for 47 years. Think Humanities is available at kyhumanities.org, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Join us next week for a new episode of Think Humanities.